0: In Jesus' name, amen. Is everybody finished with the test? Okay, we'll move forward. We've been talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about God's order and God's rank, God's way of doing things. And we're learning all of this so we'll know how... He would have the church to be set up, and we went through this before, but we're going through it sort of differently this time, so we can tie everything in with how the church supposed to um, be run, and how things so, supposed to be carried out in the body of Christ. We talked about um, the order of God, and we look at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which we verified that in scriptures, in Scripture in Genesis 1, Verses one through um, verse three, we see that the Father was present, Jesus was present, and the Holy Spirit was present. So the order is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know that it's three persons, but it's one God, and each one of them has a function in the body of Christ. So we want to stay in alignment with the way that God does things in the church, and if we stay in that alignment, we will see God manifest even the more in. the body of Christ because we're staying um, in place the way that he would have for it to be. So we verify that in Genesis um, chapter 1 verses 1 through verse 2. Also in John chapter 1 verses 1 through verse 3 which backs that up in Matthew 28 um, 19 where um, he was telling them to baptize them in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit and 1 John 5 7 is talking about the father the son and the holy spirit that they are three and they bear record in having the father the word and the holy spirit and these three are one so that tells you the order um how it should be father the son and holy spirit it also tell you the rank which is the father the son and the holy spirit we also began to talk about jesus and how god is the head of christ first um, corinthians 11 verse 3 that scripture lets us know that God is the head of Christ. So Jesus goes to the father. And we also verified that in John fourteen twenty eight, when it says, "Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto the father, for my father is greater than I. So we see that Jesus recognized that the father was greater. He was looking up to the father. We also verify that in John five nineteen, John eight twenty eight, and I'm just giving you the scriptures. I'm pretty sure that you read them. John twelve forty four through forty five and John twelve forty nine. All of these scriptures are talking about um, Jesus um, putting the Father first, and how he said, you know, everything that he does. He does it based on what the Father tells him to do. He only speaks what the Father tells him to speak. So we see that Jesus was showing honor unto the Father. He was doing things in order. Everything that he was doing was based on the Father because he spent time with the Father. So he was representing the Father down here on earth, God's way of doing things. And then we talked about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and how in Genesis 1, verses 1 through verse 2, we we see again where the Holy Spirit is present. The Holy Spirit was there waiting. He was broadening. He was waiting on um, God to speak so he can release the power. So see, all three of them were there working together, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a part that he would um, play, a function. John 14 Chapter 14, all of us are familiar with that, with that chapter dealing with the Holy Spirit. John chapter um, 15, we talked about in John 16. These are the roles of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is only going to speak what the Word says to speak, He's going to testify according to the Word. He's not going to do anything opposite to the word because the Holy Spirit is representing the word which is Jesus. That's why Jesus told them in John 14 he's going to prepare a place for them but the father would not leave them as orphans. He would not leave them alone. He would send the Holy Spirit letting them know just um, how I walked with you when I was upon the earth. He said the Holy Spirit is going to be there representing me he's only going to say what I have already spoken he's not the Holy Spirit is going to work with Jesus he's not going to oppose Jesus he's going to witness to the things that Jesus have already said so we see all these roles the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and how they work together and each one of them have a function so we learned that but the next part I want to go over is dealing with Jesus being the head of the church I tell you, it's a lot um, when we look at things and how things should be, and the pattern of God and how we should operate according to His pattern and His way of doing things. In order for us, um, the body of Christ, to function the way we need to function, we have to know that Jesus is the head. And the Bible tells us that in Ephesians one, chapter verse twenty-two, Ephesians one verse twenty-two. Say it again, Ephesians 1, verse 22. Ephesians 1, verse 22. Just in case you don't go back and look at that free broadcast. Ephesians 1, verse 22. Because some people don't want to go open it up, so I'm going to say it over and over again. Ephesians 1, verse 22. God, love you tonight. (laughs) Because I'll keep it moving. It says, And have put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Now, did you catch it and have put all things under his feet? Everything is under his feet. And it says that it gave him to be the head of all things. So it's like we're down here and he's up here. So we're under him. When you put something under your feet, you over it, right? So Jesus is over the church. He have made him head over all things to the church. So this is why the church, um, Has gotten out of order because we're not looking at him as being the head. We want to carry things out the way God will want them to be carried out. But he gave Jesus head over the church. He's the head that turns the body. So we're the body of Christ and we look to him. And how we look to him is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us while we're in the church to do what God would have for us to do. I'm telling you, God is so well organized, isn't he? He has everything already planned out and what he does, what I love so much about God, he puts it in the hands of those he choose to put it in the hands of. It's not up to me or you, it's up to him to put into place whom he would have to be put into place because everybody cannot be in the same place. So God has all of us working together as one body, you know, to make up that one body. So we see here in Colossians 1, um, verse 18, I'm going to read out the expanded Bible on this one. Colossians 1, verse 18, Colossians 1, verse 18, If some of y'all are trying to spell Colossians, just abbreviate it. This is what I'm hearing. You having a hard time spelling it? Just go ahead and abbreviate it. I ain't going to call it out too many more (laughs) times. God just know y'all don't, doesn't he? Colossians 1 verse 18. He is the head of the body, which is the church. This is the expanded Bible. He is the head of the body, which is the church. Who's the head of the body? Jesus He is the beginning, meaning the source of the church. Is that not awesome? He is the beginning, the source of the church, the creator of all things, the beginning, the initiator of the end time resurrection. He's the first one who was raised, the firstborn from the dead. So in all things, Jesus has first place. Isn't that something? He has first place. So we have to look up to him because he is the head. He's the head that turns this body. That tells the body, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to function. So God has things in the proper place. So let's read that again. Colossians 1.18. He is the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning, meaning the source of the church, the creator of all things, the beginning, the initiator of the end time resurrection. He's the first one who was raised, first born from the dead. So in all things, Jesus have first place. Look how... Paul broke that down and then at the end he said so in all things Jesus has first place so when you break all of that down it's showing us that he has first place and let's look at another one Colossians 2 verse 10 Colossians 2 verse 10 one more time one for the father one for the son and one for the Holy Spirit Colossians 2 verse 10 that's all you're getting (laughs) <laughs> and it says i'm, I'm reading out the amplified on this one and you are in him made full and having come to the fullness of life in christ you too are filled with the godhead oh that's awesome father son and holy spirit and reach full spiritual stature and he's the head of all, of all ruling authority over every angelic principality and power now look at all of this with jesus We have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and all of them are one. We have the Trinity. Y'all, what's wrong with us? We got all of this power in one in us, and we act like that we don't have anything. And this is what the Word of God tells us. We know that Jesus is first place, and he's in us, and we're in him. So we have all the fullness of him in us. That is so awesome. So everything that we need, we already have on the inside of us. Now, let's talk about how the government is upon his shoulders. Back in the Old Testament, um, it was prophesied through Isaiah about Jesus. Um, In Isaiah 7, it was saying that he was um, Emmanuel, you know, God with us. But then when it got to Isaiah 9, 6, it says... For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Why do they say that the government will be upon his shoulder? That means he would have rule. He would have authority. He would be governing us. He would have rule on this earth. So when you have something upon your shoulder, it's like a weight, right? It's like you carrying all that weight. So Jesus, he was going to rule, and he was going to reign. That's why when it says that, "...and the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory." the word began to walk right in the midst of them. And as the word was walking in the midst of them, you know, he was the one that was ruling and he was the one that was reigning. And he was the one that had the authority and everything that we needed. He was bringing the kingdom unto us. And he was speaking those things that be not as though they were, and they were manifesting right in the midst of the people. And this is what God was uh, showing me today. As I was sitting there, God said, recognize this. When you speak my word, that's breath. That's the breath of God coming out of your mouth. Do you know that the word is walking amongst you when you're speaking that word? So when you're speaking healing, don't you know that Jesus is right there healing? Because you're speaking the word of God. So when you're speaking that word, you should see Jesus walking in the midst of you. You should see him just coming and laying hands on you. You should see the word doing what the word of God says that it will do. And if you open your eyes and if you see all of these things, you're going to know that he touched you. Because that's the breath of God coming out of my mouth, coming out of your mouth. So whatever we speak, guess what? It's going to make a landing. It's going to touch somebody in the place because he know what we need. So it says um, that Jesus here, that the government was upon his shoulder. So he had um, rulership and authority over the earth. And we have to have in the government, we have to have a head, do we not? Every government have to have a head. So we have to listen to that headship. And what's happening when that headship speak, it comes on down, right? So Jesus, when he walked the earth, he was showing them the order of his government. He was showing them how his government ruled, how his government um, reigned. He was showing them the kingdom, which he's the king, and he have dominion. So he was bringing the kingdom down here to earth to show them how we're going to reign here on the earth. God wanted to bring his kingdom here, so I'm here to show you the kingdom of God. And if we see it like that, when we begin to speak the word of God, We don't take it lightly because guess what? He's given us that authority. He's given us the right to reign and rule. That's why he told Peter, I'm going to give you the keys. I'm going to give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus had the authority, so he turned that authority over to us. Why? He said, I'm going to sit down on the right hand of the Father. He said, but as I'm sitting down on the right hand of the Father, he said, I know you have the keys. You've been trained. You know what to do. But I'm right here on the right hand of the Father. Y'all, that is, is so awesome. So Jesus, he's sitting down because the priest had to stand to do all the work in the tabernacle. But Jesus, he just took a seat. He just went to the Father and said, I'm taking a seat because it's already finished. And so he has given us that right to reign and rule on the earth. But one thing I like about our Father, he didn't just um, turn it over to us just like that. He came down off of his throne. He said, I'm going to walk this earth. And boys, I'm going to show you how it's supposed to be done. I'm going to train you while I'm here. And as I train you, you're going to train others to rule and reign here on this earth. Because my glory is going to be revealed through you. That is just so awesome, y'all. Do we realize what we have? We have everything that we need and the only thing we have to do is go into the word of God and begin to speak according to what the word is saying and go on about our father's business knowing that we have spoken it into the atmosphere and what we have spoken is going to do exactly what was said. Why? Because that's the word and you cannot take back your confession. Of faith, When you believe what you're saying, you don't draw back on that. You stand on that because you know the word don't fail. So then the next scripture is... We know the government is upon his shoulder. And I'm talking about Jesus being the head over the church. He's ruling and he's reigning. And he's the head over every believer. The same scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. First Corinthians 11, verse 3. But I will have you to know... That the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So we have to recognize the head, which is Jesus Christ. We cannot leave him out of the church. The church cannot be run without who? Without Jesus. So these are the things that we have to remember. And I think sometimes we have a tendency of trying to do things on our own. And this is what's happening to the churches. Some churches are man-made. Because they're doing it man's way. They're implementing things the way that man think they need to be implemented. But that's not the way God had them set up. You know, people get their own little groups, their own ways of doing things. You know, we're going to go over that next because we got deacons running the church. And that's out of order because that's not the way God intended for it to be. Deacons have a place in the church, but deacons don't come in here and try to run the church. Jesus is the head. Remember when Jesus left, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's so good. When Jesus left and he went to be with the father, he left, gave gifts unto who? Unto men, right? Who gave those gifts? Who gave them? Well, why is man thinking that it's their right to do that? It's not their right. See, this is why before Jesus chose those apostles or those 12 disciples, because he had a lot of disciples around him. But out of all those disciples, he chose 12 of those. He made them apostles because he needed the apostles to lay the foundation. So he had to teach them these principles. And then the apostles went and made disciples. Oh, y'all is so good. When you know the order and how things supposed to be, you will see how churches are out of order. They're setting it up the way they think it need to be set up, but that's not how God intended for it to be. Deacons do not run a church. No, they don't. Go in the word of God and you'll see how the word tells us that when the, they went to the apostles and the apostles were saying, we shouldn't leave the word in prayer. I want you to choose amongst you. Seven men of good report, full of faith, full of the power of God. Did y'all hear what I said? Full of faith. Full of the power of God. You got deacons full of liquor trying to run a church. You got deacons partying. You got deacons sleeping around. Those are the ones that they're choosing. That's, that's not what the word of God tells us to do. Some people will get mad because this is, this is talked about. It need to be talked about because that's not God's way. That's not God's order. They had to be chosen, and they had to be amongst them, the ones that they were familiar with, the ones that had to meet these qualifications. See, we miss it because people choose deacons because of their pocketbook, because of their bank account, because of how they look, or how they anybody can put on a suit and smile and still be drunk. They can't or just left the club on Saturday night and showing up on Sunday and act like they're full of the Holy Ghost, but they're full of wine, or they're full of liquor. So this is why we have to know what the Word of God is saying. We want to stay into alignment with what God is saying. And, oh, y'all, it gets so good because churches are run under democracy. That's not God. That's not God at all. And we're going to talk about democracy so you will know the difference and how God want to set it up. And when you know the difference, you know, you will have a change of heart and a change of mind because God wants you to know the truth. And if you know the truth, the truth is going to set you free. So that's what we want to be. We want to be free. Amen. And the Bible tells us in that Jesus is the chief. He's the cornerstone. When we talk about the cornerstone, that's what holds everything together, right? Zechariah 10.4. I'm going to read the Amplified out of Zechariah 10.4. And it says, Out of him, which is Judah, shall come forth the cornerstone, out of him the tent peg, out of him the battle bow, every ruler shall proceed from him. Who did it say it shall proceed from? Jesus. Jesus. what holds everything that holds everything together he is the creator he is the maker if if jesus didn't um create then nothing would be made so we have to really abide by the way that god wants us to do things and not the way that we think they need to be done so in the church any pastor that um is in the church is because that jesus have set them there Jesus will place whomever he need to place in the body of Christ and where they need to be placed. We just don't place people because they know the word. The devil know the word. So you don't do that because somebody can quote the word. You want to make sure that they're full of the Holy Ghost. You want to make sure that they're coming into alignment the way God wants them to be. When we look at Jesus, the Son of God, when he was born, he had two parents. He was taught, was he not as he was taught, he ended up in the temple. he was asking questions. They were astounded at Jesus with the questions he asked, the understanding that he had. But guess what? he didn't even go out and start his ministry until the power of God was co- have come upon him. So everything had to be done the right way. You have people in the in the church that don't even have the power of God upon them because they say, I don't need it. Well, why did Jesus have to have it? his ministry couldn't even begin unless he had the power of God that would come upon him so he could be a witness so he can manifest the glory of God so he can walk up to you and tell you what's presently happening now in your life how do you think that Jesus when the people were talking within themselves Jesus would come out and tell them what they were saying though that was the gifts of the spirit operating in Jesus Jesus operated in the fullness of God he operated in all of those gifts you saw the miracles you saw all of this stuff so this is how the church supposed to operate and we got people operating in the church say we don't need no tongues the tongues went with the apostles we don't need no apostles the apostles passed away that was the end of the apostles see what I'm talking about out of order that's not God's way of doing things so we want to do it God's way and the first thing that we have to look at as a church we got to know that Jesus is the head every pastor need to recognize who their head is. That is Jesus. Just like Jesus looked to the Father, we have to look to him. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, I tell you what, I don't know what's going on with that, Sister Deborah. Something just ain't right. You got to help me, Father. I'm picking on Sister Deborah. So the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. He will give me a word of knowledge, and he'll tell me, this is why she's looking like she's looking. She don't have nothing against you. See, we can keep all of this mess down in the church if we talk to the Holy Spirit instead of looking at somebody's face and think they don't like you or think they're talking about you. Just because you walked into church and they were laughing is not because you walked into church. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. Somebody needed that nugget for some reason, because I'm off my teaching but. God know what you need. See, we're so far out there with accusations, with our own opinions. That's why we have to stay in alignment with what the Word of God tells us. Y'all, we have to be taught. And the only way that we can be unified is being taught the very same thing. That's why it's so important that leaders that are in the body of Christ, that's leading of others, need to be in clem. How can you tell somebody something if you ain't here? How can you minister to somebody and you're not getting taught? The disciples spent three years with Jesus. They had to get taught. How do you think they became apostles? How do you think that they became elders? How do you think they became evangelists? Because guess what? God chose them for this. He knew who to put where and who to tell where to put home where. So we need to quit trying to set our own self up. And we needed to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we need to watch as well as pray. See, what I do, I sit back and I watch folk. Watch them real good. I do. I'll say, hmm, let, let's play this out for a while. Let's see how long they're going to sit there before they start mumbling and complaining and say I ain't doing nothing. Oh, what you want to do? Everybody else doing something except little old me. Why I ain't doing nothing? I got the fire of the Holy Ghost. I got the tongues. Ooh, see, God know where you need to be, and he know what you need to be doing. So God will try you. God is just not going to turn things over to someone that you don't see. (laughs) You blink your eye, they're gone. So we want to do it God's way and not our way. So we want to make sure, Miracle Temple, that we're set up the right way up in here. We want to make sure that we're following what the word tell us to do. And y'all, everything is right up in here. If you follow the book of Acts, you will see how things were played out, how things were orchestrated. Jesus didn't go to the Father and just leave everything out of order. When Jesus went to the Father, he had in place home he needed to have in place to carry out what he needed for them to carry out. I'm telling you, it's just so good. The word is just so good. So I'm going to start with Jesus um, being the head of the church because that's what we got to remember. If we keep him as head, and y'all know with the body, without that head, that body gone. So if if you got somebody, a pastor, apostle, whatever, got somebody that he has put first in rank, and they toe up, the church going to be toe up. I guarantee you that. If they're not in their word, if they're doing something that's opposite to the word of God, guess what? It's going to creep in through the church. So this is why we have to do things in decency and in order according to the word of God. Amen. And I'm going to stop there because what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up the floor tonight um, on the teaching that we have done so far on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is what I need for you to do. I just need for you to open your mouth and let God speak through you and speak for you, you don't even have to second-guess it. The only thing you got to do is come up here and say the order, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how they function. Amen? Come one, come all. It says, say I'm coming, getting it over with. We have to keep it fresh.
1: well
2: in the beginning there was god and then there was jesus god created everything and then there was jesus and then there was the holy spirit god is the head the way it goes is god is the head then there's jesus then jesus talks to the holy spirit then the holy spirit talks to us whenever we get the word put in us the holy spirit will bring back to our remembrance what ever the situation is where we can use, you know, use the word. And then when we want something from God, the order is we talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to Jesus. Jesus talks to God. Then God gives Jesus the answer. Then Jesus give it to the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit give it to us.
1: All right.
0: Who's next? Gloria said, "Mm, mm, mm. (laughs)
3: mm-mm-mm.
0: Let me go while I'm going, girl.
3: There's a rank and an order order when it comes to God. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, according to Genesis 1. Um, God is the head over Jesus. Jesus said that he can do nothing without the Father. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, according to um, 1 John 5, is the Trinity. Um, and Jesus recognized that Christ was his head, um, 1 Corinthians 11. That
0: God was his head? Mm-hmm.
3: That God was his head? Yeah.
4: That God was his head. Okay. Well, what I love about the Trinity is um, it's, it's one God, but. Well, well, there's God the Father, and God the Son, which is Christ, and then the Holy Spirit. And they have have different functions, but they're all one God. They're all part of um, one God. And the fact that um, when we're learning about order and rank, what I love is when Jesus said, I can do nothing but the Father, you know, what I see the Father, or what the Father tells me to do, and so in the natural, you think about when when we're raised up, our parents, how we see if you're around your mother and you see her do things or you're around your father and you see him do things, that's how we learn. And I love the fact that Jesus is not just operating on his own out there. He's doing what God, he's seeking God's advice. He's seeking God's counsel. He's listening to God and he's doing what God tells him to do. And... If we do the same thing, God is our Father, and He's teaching us through Jesus, how Jesus walked, and the Holy Spirit. And He's teaching us to function as His children. We're His children when we accept Christ. And um, I just think that's awesome because if we learn it God's way, um, we'll always have it right. God will always have our back, and, and it just saves us a lot of heartache and a lot of mistakes if we seek God first Instead of relying on our own self.
0: Amen. You can leave it on, Jennifer. Um.
3: Let's see. Get my mind straight. (laughs) Um. And uh, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We know that God is the Spirit, and um, but in the beginning, in Genesis, um, it, there was always God, the Father, and the Son. Um, when he said, let us, you know, when he said, let us, he was referring to all three, and um, I'm trying to keep it short. Um, and then God created, he sent the Word, which is Jesus, Jesus is the Word. It's just the word. Even though it's the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they are three in one. Uh, we say Trinity, meaning three. No, it's not in the Bible. You might get a lot of people that you talk to they will tell you, they'll try to challenge you and say Trinity is not in the Bible. We're not saying that Trinity is in the Bible. We're just referring to three. We're saying three by saying Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I don't know why I'm so nervous. But anyway, um, God sent his son, um, uh, which is the word of God. God is his word, but he sent his son, who's also the word, uh, to earth. And um, he lived as an example here on earth. And he, you know, he went doing, you know, doing things and, you know, showing us how to live and what we must do. And he referred to the Father for everything. He talked to the Father. He got instructions for the, from the Father. The Father sent him, and so... Um, Just to make a long story short, he was our example as to how to live. So before he left, he, you know, he had put everything in order, and he said, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. So um, he left the Holy Spirit for us. And so the Holy Spirit lives inside of us so that we can do the greater works than Jesus did, because all of us can have the Holy Spirit. Before it was, you know, Jesus walking among men, and, um, so, but when he left, he left us with the helper, with the comforter, with the guy, with the teacher, with everything within us. So that's why it's important that we receive the Holy Spirit so that we can have power, so that we can function the way that God intended. So, um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, um, uh, like you said, Jesus gets, the Holy Spirit gets instructions from Jesus. Jesus, um, he, uh, Calls, you know, uh, communes with the father. And so that's in short.
1: You know, makes but, um, I'm here uh, to speak on what I've learned. Um, I always knew that there was a Trinity on um, God, the father grateful for him, sacrificing his only son, Jesus Christ. And, and I'm grateful for his Holy Spirit. Um, and I think the thing that stuck out most for me in this lesson is the fact that, you know, we skipped the Holy Spirit and um, have not been acknowledging his Holy Spirit, you know, just going straight to him and not acknowledging the help that he left us with. So um, in this lesson, that was a very important thing that I learned. Um, so instead of being, uh, you know, trying to do things myself and going, you know, straight to him, I'll forever call on him but to acknowledge the Holy Spirit that he has left us with as a helper Amen. in every situation. We've been talking about the rank and the order, the rank of God. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, And as everyone was saying, God is the head over Christ. Christ is the head over man. Um, And I think the scripture that backs that up, and man is the head over uh, the woman. But it's telling us the rank and the order of God. Um, And that's in 1 Corinthians 11.3. Um, and when I was reading, all of it was good. All of it's always good. But when I was reading um, John 5.17 and John uh, 8.28, and like um, Tiffany was saying about the Holy Spirit, and I was just sitting there and I was just meditating and just being filled and just thinking about how God, Jesus, just sat there. He would sit there. He said, I do nothing unless I do what I, what the Father, I do what I see the Father do. And um, he doesn't speak unless the Father gives him, lets him know what to speak or what to say. And it was just coming to me how Jesus just trusts God with everything in him. His total confidence, his trust, his faith, his Everything. God so he just sat there he'll just sit there and wait and open his mouth and say anything until he gets it from the father he doesn't go on his own and just say what he thinks should be said but he just waits patiently and faithfully and confidently on God because he trusts him and he knows that anything and everything that he gives him to say is the right thing to do and say amen Okay, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Jesus realized that he was in the beginning. He was in the be- in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh. And he realized that he was nothing without the Father. He could do nothing without the Father. And so he knew that God was the head, and, and Jesus, and God God is the head, Jesus, and then it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit goes to Jesus. And Jesus goes to the Father and has come back down to us. Praise God.
2: Amen. Well, the part that I was thinking about, I was meditating on, we know it's the, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And like, for me, the part that sticks out to me is like when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross and how he really didn't, he wanted, he wanted to do the will of the Father. I won't say that he don't want to go to the cross, but he did ask the Father three times If it could, could this cup pass from me, or whatever. But nevertheless, if it's your will for me to do this, this is what I'll do. And it just makes me think about, like, sometimes it might not be what we want to do, but it's about what the Father tells us to do. And so we do have to be open to hear the Holy Spirit to give us our instructions, because he is getting it from Jesus And Jesus is getting it from the Father. And sometimes, like Tiffany said, we do overpass the Holy Spirit. Like, Jesus helped me. And not recognizing the Holy Spirit. Like, the other day I was in the house, and I was looking for this little fanny pack. And I'm like, just looking, going through everything or whatever. And I could not find that thing. And I tell y'all, I went through every drawer in the house. And so the Holy Spirit said, it's... It's in that drawer, the second drawer on the dresser. And I was like, now, nah, if I go in there and I ain't ask the Holy Spirit <laughs> <laughs> first, you know, and I went in there, and the whole it was really in the second drawer on the dresser. And I was mad at myself. I said, why didn't I just ask the Holy Spirit, help me find this fanny pack? I did all of that for nothing.
0: But guess, but guess what, Julia? When you said Jesus, Jesus knew your heart, so he said, Holy Spirit, go and tell that girl where that thing is.
5: <laughs>
0: See, they work together, yeah. right? Even though you didn't call his name, you said Jesus. Remember, all three, they are one. So sometimes we get off track, but Jesus knew your heart, so he said, All right, now help that child find that thing. Thank you, Lord. And Manny. Um, when you finish be a good gentleman and just give it to Mike he got to come from such a long ways I saw him get up and um, when you finish uh, yeah
6: (laughs) Um, I was just thinking on uh, the order father son and holy spirit and just thinking uh, just how Jesus was really trusting his father and he was uh, submitted to the father and All of them had a part to play, just like God had to come up with the plan uh, for Jesus to have redemption, to die, you know, to take upon the form of a man, take our sins, and Jesus had to carry that plan out. He had to carry it out, Um, and the Bible says he became obedient unto death. He was so submitted to God, the Father, with the plan that he submitted himself to trust. Okay, God, I mean, if we really think of this, Jesus came as a man, and you you think, as your father say, just like Abraham, you know, he said, put your son down here and sacrifice him. So he, you're still a man, and Jesus had to trust, okay, God, they're going to kill me, you know. I'm going to be killed on this cross, but I got to trust that you're going to raise me up from the dead. So he had to submit to the father's will and trust that God the father was going to raise him up, you know. And then the Holy Spirit even playing that part and the power to raise him back up from the dead you know they all had the different functions like she said and you know it wasn't the holy spirit saying well no i want to be the man that died you know uh they all stayed in their lane they all but they all carried out god's the father's purpose you know by submitting one to another it wasn't about okay you are going to get more glory if you die for them or or I'm going to get more glory if I raise you up, you know. But everybody had their own part to play. Nobody was no more important because without the other, the plan wouldn't be carried out. But it just showed his his total dependence on God, you know. And he says uh, he could do nothing but what he see the father do. He said the father loved the the son. He shows him all things that he, that he does. And so he said as the father raises up the dead and quickeneth, you know, even so the Son, so God showed him he was going to raise him up from the dead, so Jesus had total trust, Father, what you showed me, I believe it, you know, and I was just thinking about what she said about uh acknowledging you know, just acknowledging the Holy Spirit, you know, uh just like he said, I'm going away, but I'm sending the comforter, you know, and so just like say if if apostles say i'm I'm not going to be here this Sunday. But I'm going to leave Brother James, and so Brother James is here, but we don't acknowledge Brother James. We're saying, well, where's apostle? You know, and we're saying, well, I need to talk to apostle, and, and Brother James is here to carry out the exact same thing that she can carry out. So that's the same way it is when the Holy Spirit w- is with us. He's saying, I'm here. You know, you, you, don't, you, you look into heaven, you know, just like so many people say, well, when they get to heaven, but he's saying, I'm here now with you every day forever. I'm with you. Just acknowledge me. you know. So I just think that was uh, powerful as well.
0: And after Mike finished, we got a caller on the line that want to say something.
5: So I'll try to be done within the hour. Um, a couple things. One um, on the Trinity. Uh, quite often we have a problem with submission. You know, we say, well, I'm just as good as you, right? And In essence, everybody in this room is the same. But when Jesus came, He came as a man, He was, in essence, God. Just like the Father was, just like the Holy Spirit was. The problem we don't realize quite often is authority. Authority is such a beautiful thing when it's received. Authority can give us life. If it wasn't for the authority of the spoken word, we would be dust. But the most, one of the most hated words in this world today is submission. And you know, I, I say that not for you, but for me. I pray the Holy Spirit would teach me to submit to the authority that He's put over me so that I can thrive. Because without submission, without the Holy Spirit bringing illumination, we die. Obedience. But submission to God brings life. And it, I, I so enjoyed what you were saying about the Father initiated. Everything He initiates is life. Everything He initiates. And we've talked about what was taught. I want to tell you what was taught by actions. So there's a show I really used to like a lot in and hated at the same time called Dancing with the Stars. I liked it because it was amazing to watch what they could do but I was so jealous because I, I can't dance. And, uh, but you could watch a person lead another person and it'd be beautiful. Right? So I've watched and listened to testimonies of this couple dancing with the star and watching beauty come out of that as they've submitted and taught me stuff. So I I just feel like the one thing the Lord's speaking to Mike is submit. Hello. Good evening, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is Jamie Costin. Um I just wanted to share with you guys what um the three scriptures I was thinking about. One of my favorite ones is first 1 John five seven, where it, you know, clearly talks about God, you know, starting with him and then the word which is Jesus and then the Holy Ghost which is the spirit that You know, Jesus left for us a comforter, and I love how it talks about in Genesis 1, you know, it started with God, you know, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and it has to, you know, start with Him. And there was another scripture I was thinking about, 1 Corinthians 1440, where it talks about, you know, God is all about order, so He does things in decency and order, so He's just awesome, isn't He? Amen. (laughs) Amen. All right, saints. Y'all have a blessed night.
6: I love you guys. <laughs> love you too. All right. Bye bye. Well, there is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All three is is one, and God is over everybody. And uh, we talked to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talked to Jesus, and Jesus talk to god god gives jesus the answer then jesus gives the holy spirit the answer then the holy spirit gives back to us and uh but you got to believe
0: we have somebody else so we'll close out okay we good okay jennifer
4: that the Bible's written, I know sometimes it seems like maybe things repeat themselves, but I feel like that, you know, that's a legal binding document and sometimes like I can, if you ask me a yes or no question and I give you, you know, an off-the-wall answer, you can say, I just asked you a yes or no question. <laughs> but But the way the Bible is worded, it covers every angle so that there's no doubt and so sometimes it'll seem like maybe it's saying, and it is saying the same thing, but it's saying it from a different angle so that you can't say well it doesn't say it covers everything everything and so and the fact that even in the one scripture you know it'll say um i can i do nothing but that you know what i hear the father tells me um, i only do what the father tells me to do it's it's always rewarded and it's always another scripture that witness you know Amen. the the other witness to that so you can't just so, well, I can only find it here. I can't find it anywhere else. You can always go in the Old Testament and find something that where it's going to, you know, refer to it or go to the new. Amen. And um, I just think that's just an awesome thing that God, back to the beginning, the plan, not a nothing out of place, No, not a jot or a tittle.
0: Amen. I want to say last week I was, when I did the teaching last week, I was using illustration on how we're set up here. Um... I didn't go through the whole setup. I just used me and him, but y'all know who's under us, right? So I didn't try to leave nobody out how we do things here, but I was just going briefly because I know y'all know how everybody is structured in here, right? So I just use us as an example, and y'all know what falls up under everybody so we won't get anything mixed up or thinged this one ain't doing this more. that one it no it was an example okay okay deacons do we have an